Welcome to another week of Living a Rich Life. I'm your host, Rich James. Here on Living a Rich Life talk show, we inform, inspire, and encourage each other to live the principles of Living a Rich Life Network. Those principles are good health, strong relationships, financial freedom, goals and achievement, extraordinary experiences, and philanthropy. Today, uh, we have a guest, and as a pro- she is a prime example of all those things. She will definitely inform you, inspire you, and encourage you to live a rich life in her own special way. As you know, it is tax season. So uh, here on Be Exposed Radio, we figured we'd bring you one of the experts in that field. Um, so with that being said, let's talk about it. Today's guest is the owner of Tillman LLC. She is a licensed attorney in the state of Maryland. She is also admitted to the practice in the United States Tax Court, which gives her jurisdiction to help clients with tax matters in all states. Her mission is to provide high quality results, ensure that clients' interests are protected, and to make sure that clients are able to get good nights resting, knowing that their tax matter is in good hands. Sounds like somebody I need in my circle. Please put your hands together and welcome Miss Sakina Tillman Esquire. Thank you so much for the introduction and I really appreciate it. And I'm honored and excited to be here. Well, we we thank you. Um, I, we do hear a little echo. Um, so, you know, it's always a different time. Normally in the station, I'd be sitting next to you. But, you know, we're in a COVID situation, so some things have not gone back the same as before. So thank you for joining, first and foremost. How are you, how are you doing? Wonderful. Wonderful. I'm doing great. Even though it's tax Right? I would, I would assume you're getting pretty busy. I am. I am. And, and the, the funny, funny thing, thing, most of the returns I'm comparing, they're for new clients. So most of my old clients did not even send their information yet. Oh, I, I wonder why. I wonder why. Right, because tax time has come and passed. It's normally April 15th, right? Yes. yes. But due to some of the changes this year, the tax returns are due May 17th. Okay. So I, I figured they extended everything else. So during this time of you know, and we're in a pandemic world, so to speak. Um, they, they've changed that. So that's probably, I know it's a good thing for me because I still haven't filed my taxes yet. So <laughs> that's, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. All right, so let's, let's get into it. We want to make sure we inform. We want to inspire some folks and kind of encourage them to, one, get their taxes done and, um, you know, be motivated, one, especially as a, an entrepreneur, having your own tax, tax uh, firm. So, so tell us, one, how long have you um, had Tillman LLC? And how, how long have you been in business? So I have two businesses. Okay. Uh, Tillman LLC, I had that for four years. And that's just my law firm. Uh, Tillman Tax Services, that's why I want to prepare for tax I had that for six years. Oh, so that's that multiple stream of income. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, I, I, I know that's right. 
And I think somebody on my team did say that, but I might have merged everything because, you know, again, sometimes without a good team, I get lost. So, so tell us, you know, first, where did you go to school? So I went several schools. Oh. Can you hear us? Yeah, I'm not sure what happened. Yeah, well, that's not on our end. <laughs> no, not at um, But for college, I went to Bloomsburg University in Pennsylvania. Um, for law school, I went to Thomason Coolidge Law School in Lansing, Michigan. And then I decided to go back to school and get my master's of law and taxation from the University of Baltimore School of Law. So those are the schools I went to. Been to school for a long time. That's 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 the price you pay when you try to do some things, right? Yes. What, what made you uh, decide to become a you know an attorney, a tax attorney, more importantly? Um, I always wanted to be an attorney since I was eight. Like I like helping people. That's just I guess that's by me being the the oldest child from my mother, being like the mother Teresa, helping people. And it wasn't until my second year in law school. I took a federal income tax course and I like numbers. So in college, I was a math tutor, always like numbers. And when I took this class, I'm almost like, wow, I somewhat like tax. And even though most of my colleagues, they hated tax, and it was like one of the most complicated classes in law school. I actually liked the class. I did well in it. And I decided to go back to school to get my master's in it. So that's what made me do tax. I never... Um, practice any other area law. It's just been strictly taxed for the years that I've been licensed. Okay, well that's important to know because yeah, tax, tax, that's a different mindset, right? People get scared. <laughs> you hear taxes, you know, you know, all I got to do is stay black and, and pay taxes and die. <laughs> Probably not in that order, but you know, that's, right. usually, <laughs> that's usually the saying. So tell us, what does a tax lawyer actually do? So it, it depends. A, a tax attorney can do various things. Um, in my capacity, I do what's called tax controversy. So let's say that you get a letter from the IRS saying that you owe X amount of dollars for whatever tax year, or you owe state taxes. In the capacity of tax controversy, I help you with that debt to help you maybe get into a payment plan, maybe see why you actually owe and then there's other collection alternatives like the IRS and state has, like to pay your liability. Because if someone gets a bill for $10,000, some people can't pay that. And so instead of the IRS saying, hey, you know, give us all this money at once, there's different alternatives. One of the most popular ones is an installment agreement. You pay monthly. Um, they have what's called currently not collectible. That means you owe, but based on your finances, you're unable to pay now. And then the most popular one that people hear on um, TV or on the radio um, is called Offer and Compromise. That's pretty much when you're settling your debt less than for what you actually owe. Um, so I help clients with those things. So, so you mentioned something interesting, right? Um, the, is there a thing such as, you know, you know, that IRS actually will forgive a debt? Is that, a, is that a, a thing? Because you hear about forgiveness programs and things of that nature. But tell us, is that something that the IRS, um, you know, that's something they do? And is that something that you, sounds like you help folks with? 
So the IRS, they have what's called a, a collection statute expiration date. And that's a statute that says that 10 years from the date that the return was filed, the IRS has 10 years to collect the debt. And so let's say that your 2010 tax return, that's due April 15, 2017. Oh, 2011, I'm sorry. So the IRS has 10 years from that date to collect the taxes that are owed. If they go past 10 years, they're SOL, so they can't collect anymore. So that's the part of the IRS can't collect. Um, now, forgiveness programs, it's not so much forgiveness programs, but it's a matter of like the offering compromise that I said, where you can settle your debt less than for what you owe. So let's say maybe you owe $50,000. You may be able to settle your debt for maybe $5,000 or $10,000. It's just based on the facts and circumstances of the case. Okay. I'm learning some stuff here. Is, is, is that me or you? I hear that noise in the back. Okay. So, all right. So as a tax attorney, you would, you know, negotiate with the IRS if need be. Yes. Um, so there are some programs in terms of forgiveness if, and they SOL if they don't get any money owed within 10 years. Yes. Did, I, I didn't know that. I, I will say that's, that's a good thing to know. Um, is there any way that you can get your tax waived? Tax waived. You can't get the taxes. You can't get the taxes waived. However, let's say that you owe tax, like whatever the tax year, there's a tax amount owed. Then they have like a first time penalty abatement. So whenever you don't file, you pay your taxes on time, then you could be assessed, meaning charged with a penalty. And if you have like reasonable cause saying, hey, the reason why I did not pay my taxes on time for, for X amount of reasons, then the IRS can forgive that penalty for the first time. That's what they have. Interesting. So one of the things that we, um, we, we do I, I hate saying dug up, but we literally found some information um, is that you do have a YouTube channel. On top of that, you do things on, on Tuesdays on IG Live. So I want to touch on uh, some of those things. What is the purpose of Tillman Tax Tuesdays on IG Live? And what was the, motiv- and what was the motivating factor? So it's two questions. What was the motiv- motivating factor behind Tillman Tax Tuesdays on IG Live? That's the first question. Got it. So I started that in November... November 2014. During that time, I just found out that I passed the bar and I was a broke graduate student. I was in my last year of getting my master's and I knew eventually that I wanted to practice tax. But I said, how do I get my name out there? How do I create a name for myself? And I knew that one, I can make people laugh. And I was a tutor all through college and law school. So I said, I can make people laugh, but I can also teach them. And so it started with, it was called just Tax Tuesday. And so with Tax Tuesday, I will have like a a picture of me with my hair not done. And then it will have like a a legal caption. It may say like the child tax credit. So you're laughing at the picture because you see that my hair is not done. I look a hot mess. But if you read the content, it's explaining what a child tax credit is or whatever legal um, term that I'm trying to explain. And then from that, People really like that segment. Like, oh, wow, I look forward to that because I'm able to laugh. And then I started with the tax memes and then added videos. So it started from memes 
now doing videos. Um, and so that was the beginning of it. And the reason why I started that is because I know a lot of times people need legal services, but they cannot afford legal services. And so sometimes they'll find themselves trying to do things on their own and, and just mess up their tax return or whatever legal service they need. Tax is something that people are afraid of. They hear the tax, they think about I'm going to jail. And so the reason behind that was I wanted to eventually explain something so, to someone in a way that they understand. You know, sometimes, you know, people will go to attorneys and they're using all these big terms. The clients don't know what they are talking about, but I break everything down so they can understand it. And so one, hopefully that's a, a marketing tool for me. And then two, if they decide not to use me, based on looking at my videos, looking at my tax memes, they can talk to their tax professional and say, hey, you know, I, I watched this video. I have a question about my own tax return. Because what I do find is that when a tax return is prepared and there's a refund, clients do not ask any questions. Everyone wants a refund. No one doesn't want to owe. But when they do owe taxes, that's when the questions arise. So if you look at my Tillman tax tips, um, the videos, look at the memes, you'll get enough information where you're able to say, hey, I, I think I have a question um, that I want to ask my, my tax professional. So that's how it all started. I wanted to provide um, a segment every Tuesday where I'm able to give back to my community, able to give back and give free information without any type of charge. Um, so that's how I, I started that. Nice. That's, that's, you know, and that's something to, to think about and commend you on because some of those tips, and I've, I've watched a couple of those live and um, I've watched a couple of them, you know, when, they, when they're up there for a little bit. So you mentioned a few things there, right? So folks filing their taxes and, and, and things like that, you know, of course, refund, never any questions when they owe, they probably have a lot more questions. I, I, I definitely get that. What about, let's, let's move on to your YouTube channel now, right? Because I believe the YouTube channel, it was morning chats, with Sack? <laughs> it's Monday morning chats with Sack. Okay, Monday morning chats with Sack. Yeah, Sack is my nickname. So my full name is Sakina. My nickname is Sack. That's what my family and close friends call me. Oh, okay. All right. Maybe one day I'll call you Sack. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Sakina, tell us about Monday morning chats with Sack. Um, what started this is that I am a person that like to pour into others. I like to inspire people to just never give up. And so from the longest that I can remember, like I'll use my social media to post a Bible scripture, um, a quote, something positive. But what really sparked this YouTube channel is that I wanted to really encourage people to just never give up on their dreams, to forgive, um, be vulnerable. And it all started from me failing the bar exam. So I took the bar exam three times and I felt and I passed it on my fourth try. And from that, I prayed to God and I said, God, if you allow me to pass. Once I pass the bar exam, I will go back and reach out to as many law students as I can to help them pass the bar free of charge, tutor them and whatnot. And what I did find, along with tutoring bar students, as well as in college, just Tutoring, tutoring math students is that whenever you feel defeated, you feel like all hope is lost. Like if you mm -hmm. fail a test for the first time, especially with the bar exam, 
I felt it the first time I felt like a failure. I just felt like I've come so far and my goal is just right there, but I just can't touch it. And no matter what I do, I'm still not close enough. <laughs> and so from that, I started, um, I want to say mid-2019, I want to say in June 2019, I would just start posting videos. And then the end of 2019, I was like, hey, let me um, let me make this as a YouTube channel. And one of my friends was like, you should do something like Monday morning chats for Seth. And I was like, I like that. And I was just consistent. And the funny thing was, the videos were consistent beginning of 2020. And then guess what? We started the pandemic. And so what I didn't know was that I was just doing this to encourage other people. But while I was encouraging other people, I was also encouraging myself. I talked about failing the bar. I talked about never giving up. I talked about being vulnerable. Um, I talked about like forgiveness. I teach a Bible study. So the agendas that I may have in Bible study, I will incorporate that in some of my chats. And I will get uh, messages like, hey, I don't think you understand how much this means to me. Like I look forward to Mondays. I mean, I don't do things to like get accolades. I just really want to inspire people. If I have my glass full, if I could pour into somebody else, um, that's what I'm willing to do. And so I'm consistent. I do Monday morning chats. The times may be different. One Monday, maybe eight o'clock in the morning. The other morning, it'll be nine. But I'm consistent with, you know, inspiring people to be great and inspiring people to just never give up because I just feel like sometimes some people are just one call away from committing suicide or just one call away from giving up. And I just feel like if you just give them maybe one text message or just one call and say, hey, you got this, you just be surprised like how how far that can take somebody. Like just saying, hey, I, I hope that you're well today. And hey, how are you mentally? That can change someone's entire day. And I talk about those things every Monday. So, is that me? I see the correlation, right? I think it's always good being able to give back. Um, Again, that is one of the the principles of living a rich life, that whole philanthropy. Um, And just doing things, right? Not looking for anything in return just because you went through something, you've made some changes, and you've come through the storm, so to speak. Your glass is now. Uh, full and it's overflowing, whatever terminology you want to use. So I, I definitely, again, I always like to commend my guests because a lot of my guests, they they seem to exemplify that principle of, of philanthropy. They went through something and they come of age where now they're able to help other people. Because I, I do believe you got to put yourself in a position first. Let's just, let's be clear um, and able to actually, you know, really move other folks, whatever that looks like, resources, time, energy, so that's, I mean, that's a beautiful thing. Now, I will say I haven't watched the Monday morning chats, which I will put that on my list to do because I always like to hear good stories. Um, but I definitely have seen the, the text Tuesday. And uh, we're, we're going to be doing some business together based on my last uh, tax return. I can tell you that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I mentioned it to you, but we haven't got to it. So, let, and which kind of leads me to my next question. Um, but before we get into that, I do want to let folks know we have Sakina Tillman, um, Esquire. She is owner of Tillman LLC and Tillman Tax Services. Yes, that's correct. Um, let's tell folks how they can get a hold of you and stay in contact if they need to reach you. Let's tell our, our audience, our viewers here on Be Exposed Radio. Yes, 
You can find me on uh, Instagram. My Instagram handle is Tillman LLC, T-I-L-L-M-A-N LLC. Or you can also find me on my, my website. It is uh, www.tillmantaxlawfirm.com. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. All right. So we have a question. Um, is it worth to hire a tax attorney? And when should you? A great question. Honestly, it really depends on, on the issue. So one thing I would like to add is that I'm also a law school professor and I teach in the low income tax clinic. So for me, I am the type where I like to be cost efficient in, in figuring out what works best for my client. If their income is considered low income, I will refer them to the clinic where they don't have to pay for any legal services. They'll get a tax attorney, but it's free of charge. Um, when it comes to a tax attorney, what you do find, um, people will hire a, a tax attorney when they owe maybe over $20,000 um, in debt or more. And everything is factual. So what I would do, um, if someone's looking for my services, one, I will you know, one, have a consultation with them to see what the issue is. And if I believe that an attorney is needed, then I will let them know. Or I would tell them, hey, based on everything that you provided, I think you could do this yourself. And here's all the steps you need to do. That way it saves them money and it saves me time. Uh, so it just, it just really depends on the facts and circumstances um, of the case. Okay. We got a from a viewer. I swear, is that me? I think it's you. <laughs> I mean, it's not my it's not my Luke Skywalker voice, but all right, so we got a question came in. How do you keep your clients informed? Clients informed regarding um I, I, I guess so you have a client and you know you're working on their case, they got a tax issue with IRS. Let's say that. Everybody loves those three letters, right? How would you keep your clients informed? Is it, you know, a phone call? Is it email? What's your, what's your story? I guess that's what they So, are. so pretty much keeping my clients informed is that one, um, I give myself a deadline for how long it will take me to, to start to finish a case, depending on facts and circumstances. And so I will want email my client um, by, you know, hey, saying, hey, this is where we're at. Because clients always want to know where you're at with their case. Um, I have this app on my uh, Outlook. It's called Cortina. And it'll let me know, hey, you didn't talk to this client in two days. Make sure you reach out. So I'm always reaching out on my, to my clients on a consistent basis. Now, some of my clients are older. So checking email all the time may not work for them. So I will actually call them. Um, so I'll make sure I, I check up on them on a weekly basis, sometimes maybe biweekly just depending on where we're at with their case. Okay. So really it depends on the circumstance. Yes. Okay. All right. So let's get into some, uh, uh, you know, like I said, it's tax season. Um, what if, you know, how long can you go without filing your taxes? <clears throat> so the, the first question becomes, are you required to file? And so every year there is a threshold based on your income to determine if you're required to file a tax return. Okay. So every year that number increases due to inflation. And so when clients tell me that the first thing I ask them is, well, how much income did you make for the year? If someone does not meet the income threshold for whatever year they're trying to file, 
technically they're not required to file a tax return, but they may want to file a tax return. So that way the taxes that they did pay throughout the year, they can get that back as a refund. Or they may have children that they're able to claim on their tax return. And they're able to get like the earned income tax credit and a child tax credit. Ah, interesting, interesting. You know, see, I'm I'm taking in some stuff. I'm okay. in, <laughs> I am taking in some stuff. So when you file, you know, so again, you pretty much there's a, a percentage, right? <clears throat> so there's a percentage versus you know how much you make that they take out of your. And this might be a little too detailed, but you know, if if I, there's that range, and then within that range, you pay a certain income tax. That's right. Okay. Yes. So I'm, I'm getting that right. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I, I heard of something called um, two out of five year rule. And again, I'm, I'm a novice. I'm just, I really didn't really care about taxes because I had somebody else doing for me. <laughs> right. But my team, they get, and they started asking these questions and what, what is the two out of five year rule? Is that a term you're familiar with? That's not, that's not really a legal term. Um, but what I can say, what I probably think it is related to is that if you are seeking a refund for a return, mm-hmm. then you have three years from the date that the return is due. So let's say that, you know, a client has didn't file their 2018 tax return. That 2018 tax return will be due April 15, 2019. So they had until April 15, 2022 to file it to get that refund. So there's no, my knowledge, there's no two out of five rule. Per se. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I I don't know. That's why we we have you on the show. That's why we have Sakina Tillman Esquire on the show to help us with our tax questions. So if you are watching, if you are listening, by all means, you can call in. And I need to memorize the number, or I think I'm gonna I'm gonna get Monty to have it scroll across the screen or something. It actually it's already on the screen. Um, give us a call. It's our 443-642-9403. So you can call us, be exposed radio. We'll take your tax questions um, and we'll get you motivated and get you inspired to, to do things, all things good. So um, we have someone, I think they might have just joined. Maybe you can share again what kind of tax work you handle. Yeah. Um, I handle what's called tax controversy. So if you owe the IRS um, taxes or you owe the state, I can help you get into a payment plan. Or if you are in an audit, I can help you with that, figure out why the IRS decided to select your return um, for audit. I also prepare tax returns. Um, whether it's uh, the current year or older years. And I also do, um, along with uh, tax prep, I also do business formation. So if someone's interested in forming a business, whether it's a limited liability company, nonprofits, I really love nonprofits, or just a, a basic corporation, I'm able to do that as well. Okay. Thank you. So when might the IRS audit you? I mean, there's a lot of people in the world. <laughs> who who picks that out? The audit police? What? So that's a great question. Um, returns get randomly selected. 
And pretty much when a return get randomly selected, there may be like a red flag. Maybe um, someone is claiming a child that someone else has claimed, or maybe there was maybe three W-2s that the taxpayer received, but on the tax return, there's only two W-2s that's reported. Um, but what I am finding, and I'm actually, I'm actually going to prepare, I'm going to write a scholarly article um, this summer regarding this. Um, what I've been finding is that most of the returns that have been audited um, by the IRS, most of them are, are low income. And you do find um, most of the taxpayers that are high income earners, it's less likely that their return will get audited. That doesn't mean that the return was prepared correctly, but it's an unlikely chance. And it's a, it plays a major issue um, when you look deep into the returns that's being audited because some of them are, are low income or some of them just are middle, uh, middle class taxpayers. And once they get audited with all the penalties, interest that's, that are assessed, they're unable to pay the bill. So uh, what, what, do, you, do you think that the low income are actually targeted? I think so. So hopefully uh, during my research this summer, I will be able to really point that out. And I'm able to see that a lot now because I do work in the low income tax clinic. Mm -hmm. And most of these clients, you know, they're below the poverty line. You know, if they receive a bill from the IRS for $500, $500 may not be a big deal to someone else, but, but to someone that's making $15,000 a year, paying mm -hmm. the IRS $500, that, that is a lot of money. So hopefully during my research, I'll be able to try to figure out um, most of the returns that are being audited, low income, and what's the likelihood of them paying that back? Or if they don't pay it back, what's the likelihood of the IRS trying to like take their wages, like garnish their wages um, and things of that sort? So I'm going to actually um, do the comparison. So I'm in a process now trying to gather all of my data so I can write this summer and get that article published. Well, we, we look forward to following up. Thank you. We definitely look forward to following up on that because that's that's interesting. When you mentioned, you know, the low income, it seems like low income families, individuals seem to always be the ones attacked. I, I never understood. Being, well, you know, so so it's deeper than just that they're being targeted. But one of the biggest issues, if you want to think about it from a, a grand scheme of things, is that. During tax season, if you're low income, this may be the only time where you're able to get a, a large lump sum of money. And so you have people that pretend that they are these qualified tax professionals and they're telling low income taxpayers and they're vulnerable, like, hey, you know, I can get you the maximum refund. So think about it. If you're making minimum wage, if someone's telling you, hey, I'm able to get you the maximum refund, you can claim whoever on your tax return, that sounds appealing. And so if you're making maybe $300 on your paycheck, but someone's telling you, hey, let me do your return, I'll charge you maybe $200 once you get your refund, but you're going to get $15,000. And then they may say, hey, there's a <laughs> that you may not get audited. It's like a gamble. You're taking a chance. And so that's what you see um, with most of these tax returns that are low income um, getting audited because a lot of clients are not informed. You know, they go to someone that that's telling them these things, but technically these tax preparers are not qualifying tax preparers. And if you look at the tax return, you will see that it says self-prepared. Self but when you pay someone to prepare your tax return, 
their information needs to go on the second page saying paid preparer. And these people are not reporting that information because they're technically not uh, professionals. And guess what? When that taxpayer receives a letter from the IRS, that tax preparer is ghost. You can't call them. You can't email them. So it's like a, a domino effect. It, it keeps happening every year. Um, so that's what I do see. Like I said, I look forward to that that study, and uh, maybe we can you know plan to get you back in the show when that study completes. Okay. One, there's two questions I always like to ask my guests, and one that I, I just enjoy because I think everyone has this capability. Um, what is your superpower? Um, my superpower is I had the ability. Um, I have the ability to inspire someone. And, and inspire someone and to encourage them to never give up. That is my superpower. Okay. We'll, we'll take that. Wasn't a trick question. I might question if you say you can fly. So I'm, I'm just waiting for you. can fly. <laughs> I'm waiting for somebody to give me some crazy answer like that. Um, what what um, recommendations or even uh, suggestions? would you give to someone that's looking to be in your profession, specifically in your profession as a tax attorney? What recommendations would you provide? Um, to never give up. You know, I think that regardless of it's being a tax attorney or an attorney or, or whatever goal that you have, if you set your mind to whatever you want, you can become that. But I think sometimes, you know, people will see me and think, hey, I'm accomplished. But, you know, I failed a lot of times. I failed my way to success. So if you want something, you have to make the decision to say, I am not going to give up no matter what. So if it's something that you want, you <coughs> keep going. You know, scrape a knee, dust yourself off and just try again. You cry, wipe those tears and just try again. Well said. Well said. Well said. Um, the, the other question I, I like to ask my guests, um, usually it's the end of the show, but I'll, 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 I'm going to ask it now because I, I want to close out with something a little different. Um, what, what does living a rich life mean to Sakina Tillman Esquire? Living a rich life. Um, living a rich life to me means being uh, mentally healthy. Um, making sure that my mental health is is number one. Mm-hmm. Um, living a rich life also means um, doing things that make me happy, um, being close to God, um, establishing healthy relationships. Because I believe that um, success is never done in isolation. So you know you're successful based on the people that you surround yourself with and. Your friends, colleagues, they can take you to another level further than you could take yourself. Um, family, having great ties with your, with your family. And lastly, being a leader. Um, you know, with success, doesn't matter how much money you make, but success for me is the ability to look back and, and help somebody else that's trying to get to where I'm at or trying to get mm-hmm. to a certain destination. Um, so that's living a rich life for me. Nice. Now, I understand that I can't be me. It is you. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, now, I <coughs> excuse me. I understand um, again based on some of the research my team put together that you are currently um, president elect of the Monumental City Bar Association. Yes, I will be the incoming president effective July first of this year. Okay, well, congratulations from here at Be Exposed Radio and Living a Rich Life Talk Show. Congratulations. Thank you. That, that that's quite an accomplishment. Thank you. Okay. Now and now you also received a distinguished student award um, from the Student Bar Association during law school, right? I did. Yes. Um, that award is given out to one student, one graduating student throughout the year based on their leadership. I'm in law school, so based on my leadership and everything I have done. I'm in law school. I did receive that uh, award. Excellent. Excellent. Congratulations. Thank you. So I think that, um, you know, it's important for folks to understand that, you know, and at the same time, you said you failed the bar three times, right? So again, you kind of got to a level of success because you didn't stop. You continue to, to press forward. And, you know, as my mother likes to say, nothing beats a failure but a try. Exactly. So, uh, we, we commend you. Definitely inspiring. Definitely uh, uh, something to, to, to shoot for. So we appreciate you uh, for sharing your story. Now, before we uh, close out the, the, our session, um, tell us why should customers contact you for your services? We want to close out a little different with why should folks reach out to Sakina Tillman, and, and if they need surrounding tax attorney uh, services? Um, I'm great at what I do. I'm great at what I do. And I actually care. Um, I actually care about every client that emails me, every client that calls me, every client that sends me a message on Instagram. I actually care and I want to know about their story. And I'll let them know, hey, I can either help you or I could find somebody else that can help you um, based on your circumstances. I think, I, think that, I like that. <clears throat> the fact that, again, we, um, you know, it's a win-win. There's a lot of people in this world. At the end of the day, it's a win-win situation when we can all come together, when we come correct. Um, we, can, we can help each other. It's just, I mean, it's just amazing. But sometimes folks... They, they don't realize that. But I, I, again, I think as we go on and on, as I get older, I get wiser. Um, you know, you surround yourself around those folks that are doing the things that you want to do. And um, again, it's a win-win and they'll appreciate you. And it's kind of it's keep an ongoing building block. It's an ongoing building block. So, um, you know, as I like to say, there's never enough time. Um, anything else you want to share? What, what, what was the old, the younger, younger, right? Because you're what, 21 now? 34. <laughs> oh, she gave me an age. I wasn't even asking, looking for that. All right. Um, what advice would you give your younger self, right? Because you still got a lot, still a lot to do, right? What advice would, would you have given your younger self that you think you might have gotten there quicker or just, just in general, moving forward? What's, what's the next couple of years? Let's not even go backward. Let's go forward. What's the next couple of years look like for Sakina Tillman? Um, I can't tell you like the actual picture, but the one thing I can say is the next couple of years, you know, 
I'll be evolving into the person that I'm supposed to be. Um, so the person I am at 34, you know, I look forward to see my growth at 40. You know, on that six year period, I'm growing, I'm learning, I'm, I'm learning from my mistakes. I'm still feeling my way to success. Um, but from that, you know, as I keep growing and getting older, I will always make the decision, no matter how old I am, to just never give up on myself. Um, so that's, well, I look forward to it. So just never give up, keep trying, and just keep going. That's what's up. That's what I like to hear. So here you have it, folks. We have Ms. Sakina Tillman, Esquire, tax attorney, Tillman Tax Services, Tillman LLC. It is tax season, folks. So if you need uh, your taxes done, if you need someone, if you need some legal advice, then uh, Ms. Tillman is the individual to go to. Um, so we want to thank you for sharing your story. I am sure you have inspired some folks. I, hell, you've inspired me. Thank um, you. I appreciate it. And that's always a good thing. So, you know, normally I close out with uh, living a rich life uh, closing remarks. Um, so stick around because I'm going to give my closing remarks here. Uh, I think most recently we did hear the verdict of George Floyd's um, killer. Uh, Officer Derek Shavin, hopefully I pronounced the names correct, not want to disrespect anyone in that term, um, is nothing to celebrate, um, but it's definitely something to be relieved about. Definitely. Yes. We still have a long way to go in terms of the justice system, but I think I can speak for uh, you know folks out there. Again, there's nothing to celebrate because this man is no longer alive, um, but in terms of justice, I think justice was served in this case. And um, unfortunately, we got to go on to the next one. We got to go on to the next one. And that's where we are. So this is Rich James signing off. Uh, thank you for watching. Thank you for tuning in to Be Exposed Radio. Uh, this is what we do. We get together. We have good conversation. We inform. We inspire. And we encourage you to live a rich life. Until next week, I'll see you. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Good night. Hercules, Hercules. <laughs> <laughs>